I think being confused is a part of the process. So don't take it too seriously. Uh, maybe initially just go along the flow and uh, along the way, just uh, look for things that you really like. You're about to enter the Akyan Podcast. Akyan Podcast. India's first and very own architecture podcast, where you'll hear the insights, experiences, and journeys from India's leading architects. No matter what your skill level is, together, we'll build on our knowledge and share architecture's greatest stories ever told. Now, here's your host, Manish Paul Simon. Hey guys, welcome back to the Akyan Podcast. Today we have with us Ame Kandal Goankar. So he's an architect, architectural photographer, and also he's the founder of Amazing Architect. That's A-M-E-Y-Z-I-N-G underscore architect on Instagram. Go check it out right now because he creates some amazing, stunning, photorealistic renders of not the ordinary architecture. Rather, he stretches his creative abilities and plays around with utopian and surreal architecture. Go check it out right now. His work is brilliant to say the least. And it was great to have him on this podcast. We got to listen to his story, how he got started. He presently works in Canada and he runs his own firm called Candle Design. And he's also a graduate from JJ School of Architecture. So there's so much to expect. And he also shares a lot of secrets on how he makes his images who he follows, where he gets his inspiration from, how architectural photography had a great influence and loads, loads more. So there's a lot of value in this episode. I would definitely recommend you guys to listen it right from the start all the way through. If you want more on the episode, like podcast show notes and links, head to our website, which is akyan.com slash 36. Also do follow us on Instagram. I try to put up stuff on a daily basis although it never happens but i'm trying my best and also do check out the new course which is on our website which is the complete sketchup and v-ray course for interior design there's so much to learn from that as well i've shared like half the content on youtube and the rest of it which is the part where you get into v-ray is on our udemy website do check it out by heading to arkyan.com slash courses there's also a 55 percent discount by the way I hope all of y'all are doing safe and well. Please stay at home. Do not venture out. Uh, We were never asked to go into war. We were only asked to sit at home. I'm sure you guys can do that. Please sit at home. Please maintain a good hygiene, which is also important. And hope for the best. We'll definitely overcome this grim scenario, which is happening right now because the COVID coronavirus. But we'll definitely overcome and come out smarter by the end of all this. All right, with that said, let's head to the episode with Ame Kandal Guanka. Let's go. All right, so before we jump into your journey, uh, give us your brief on how you got into architecture, whether it's something you always want to do as a kid. Uh, as a kid, uh, I was good at drawing uh, and my father saw the potential in that. Hmm. So for eight years, I trained as a as a painter and artist oh nice so while in school like every sunday he would take me like you know we would travel like for an hour to go to this drawing class on every sunday Mm. and you spend two three hours over there learning how to draw paint and uh in 99 uh when i was 13 Mm. i I participated in this national competition uh which is called balashri 
I don't know if you have heard of it. Right. Uh, it's organized by uh, President of India. I mean, like kind of under President of India, but it's a separate organization called uh, Bal Bhavan. Okay. And I I won that competition. Oh, wow. Uh, nice. And I got to meet uh, the President of India that time, who was uh, K R Narayanan. Hmm. Nice. And uh, yeah. So that kind of really set up my journey, like the direction of my journey. Mm-hmm. And uh, like my my father was going against, like me going against to you know an, an art school because you know for all the, all the uncertainty that comes with it. Yeah. So for me it was like okay, you know, uh, architecture is something that comes close to it. Mm. That you know it gives you enough creative uh, freedom and. It's all. I was also good at maths and sciences, so I thought, okay, it could be a good balance. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, I think I decided very early that I wanted to do architecture. Like, I would say I was 15, maybe. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. So, did you feel that uh, when you enrolled into architecture school, you study in JJ School of Architecture, right? Correct. So, did it? It's one of the oldest schools in uh, India, so must have met your expectations above and beyond, right? Uh, no, no, <laughs> I think okay. this is not only JJ, but like what I'm going to say is applies to all the architecture education in India mm-hmm. that, you know, it's way behind time mm-hmm. and there is like, you know, urgently they need to update the syllabus and just, just change the whole <laughs> of it because, uh, what it lacks is the discussion on ideas, mm-hmm. you know, it's more about, yeah, books and, you know, uh, the technologies that were being used 50 years ago. Yeah. Like we were still just learning the basics of concrete that time. But now, you know, there is no discussion on new materials, nothing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. And, but yeah, the ideas is something the most important that I felt were not being discussed enough. We had few good professors uh, who, who, you know, had discussion on ideas but mm. apart from that like jj offers a good atmosphere and the library is probably amazing but yeah otherwise it was a bit of a failure i, I wish i could uh, take back those five years <laughs> but i'm sure like uh, the best part about architecture school is the network right you build a good network coming out of those schools yes you do uh, but still i felt like there was not even enough competitive environment there Mm -hmm. it was more relaxed and that didn't really motivate you to work hard on Mm -hmm. you know on your designs or anything i think that is missing in our architecture schools that yeah that that no that that air is missing i feel Mm -hmm. but uh i'm sure like back then you may not have known that uh that was missing in architecture school but how did you build this uh opinion about it uh after i went for my master's okay uh so over Where did there, you complete your master's? Yeah, I did in the UK at University College London. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have the the name of the college is the Bartlett uh, Faculty of Built Environment, mm-hmm. which is also like one of the oldest institutions in UK, like more than 150 years old. Right. And like in Mumbai, you have uh, Rachana Sansad, which is the Academy of Architecture, which kind of broke out of JJ. Okay. And in London, you have Architectural Association, which also. broke out of UCL. Oh, okay, okay. Kind of. So, yeah, like the both Bartlett and AA, they are like, you know, a few hundred meters away from each other. 
mm-hmm. and they share a lot of events. Uh, the atmosphere they are offer is of course amazing. And as I said before, uh, what was missing in like in education in India, like mm. the discussion on ideas was heavily emphasized mm-hmm. right. in these institutions. Uh, so like it was a one year course and uh, I think I spent for six months unlearning what I had learned before okay. <laughs> because I was just not able to grasp what was going on. Right, right. Yeah, like everything was just going above head and yeah, I think at the end of six months, I started to get the hang of it, like, okay, what it was about. Hmm. And, uh, yeah, and then I had another six months to make up. <laughs> and must have been pretty intense, right? Yeah, very intense, because it was uh, from the start of the year, you are directly working on your thesis. Hmm. Uh, there were no lectures. Hmm. Only once a week, you meet your tutor for two hours. That's it. Rest of the time, you are on your own, working alone. Hmm. And if you if you are lost... Uh, it's it's really depressing. Right, right. It was like very very tough. Uh, and but that's that's part of the experience. You go through that experience and you come out better. And you know, at the end, it's really amazing. But many students don't make it through the entire year. You know, oh. they really struggle. Then they have to take an extension. But mm. you know, uh, very tough course. Uh, like it's purely architectural design. Like mm. you are just focusing on how to do. Uh, better designs again the this course was something that uh, i i selected by accident right right because you know back then everybody was uh, you know doing masters so you know you have that josh in you that oh okay you know let's go be independent and uh, you know take the master's degree but uh, the danger is uh, from from outside you don't really know what they're offering even mm. if you like spend time reading on the website yeah. You, you go there and, you know, it is quite possible that you come across something else. That has happened to some of my friends that they were not, like, happy at all mm. with the courses because they, it wasn't just what they expected. But fortunately for me, I think uh, it was very good. And, you know, I'm, I'm very, very happy that I did that. Awesome. Now I want to jump into the various uh, tools that you've used. But before that, for the benefit of our listeners, could you briefly tell us like about the application process and getting into these uh, schools? Oh, yes. Uh, well, I did that 10 years ago. So probably things might have changed a bit. Hmm. Uh, I think we went through an educational like consultant agent in Mumbai. Right, right. And you just uh, like tell them, okay, these are the five schools that we want to go through. And they basically help you through the process. Mm. Uh, Like writing, like collecting recommendation letters, writing your interest letters. Mm. Uh, Then like collecting all your like school mark sheets and, you know, all your past achievements, certificates, and you just all bundle bundle them together and send them. Also, you have to attach your uh, portfolio, mm-hmm. basically showing uh, your school work and the professional work that you have done. Uh, I do have one advice is like, if somebody is thinking of doing masters, it's better to do after you're 30. <laughs> I think uh, when you do it early, mm-hmm. when you're 25, mm-hmm. you're too young. You don't really understand what's going on. Right, right. It could be, <clears throat> could be a waste of money, you know, because... You can, you know, you can only do it once. Hmm. 
and uh, if you don't have the understanding then you know you're not going to get much out of it mm-hmm. so my advice is like 30 is a bit late i know uh, but that's when you really start to understand what architecture is about so yeah my advice is for people like you know work in the field you know understand how things really work and then go for the masters like the famous example is a uh, jeffrey bawa architect the sri lankan architect he was mm-hmm. a lawyer yeah, and he yeah, started absolutely. his art architecture education at the age of 37 yeah so <laughs> there is no like it's never late yeah so yeah and there are few architects anyway. like tada wando who is a boxer and then truck driver and then he got into architecture right exactly exactly there are many like that yeah all right uh, could you briefly tell us about uh, you did your thesis on anomalous islands right oh yeah i'm sure like your thesis in mr could have been way different than biak thesis yes so yeah so this you... anomalous islands is my mr thesis yes yeah so uh, what what exactly is that like how complex is it well actually <clears throat> it's not complex uh, it looks complex hmm. the idea is very simple behind it uh so when we were in this course they they encourage you to take up uh, a site and analyze it and find the problem that exists there and you can you know provide your solutions through mm-hmm. your architectural intervention mm-hmm. uh well again like coming from india i had no idea and you know uh, you see like when you land there you they show you the past years work you know mm-hmm. like from the past year students mm-hmm. and the work is so beautiful so complex it really overwhelms you mm-hmm. so yeah like it it kind of throws you off more than you know just getting into it mm-hmm. but anyway uh, they they help you to like identify the the the, the sites you know you know so my so my tutor he asked us that okay you know uh, you have to select a site along the coast of uk and mm. he uh, asked us to look at some documentaries that he gave and through that i selected this uh, site of an island which is called the brown sea island on right. the south coast of uk and then uh, we went there i mean you have to go by yourself so i went there and studied the island like what it was the history and the ecosystem and the animals that live on it because it is a nature reserve that 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 island mm. and then you they like my tutor encouraged me to find the problems that exist on that island and how you can address those so uh, in south of uk they have this species of red squirrels which is endangered and which only exists on that island right and the rest of the uk has been overwhelmed by uh, the grey squirrels which are from america and they kind of push uh, red squirrels out of the territory right right so this is the only place where you find it so then i you know i went into researching these red squirrels uh, i found what was the problem that okay uh, the squirrels when they come on the ground they get attacked by the ground predators like foxes hmm. so then that kind of reduces their numbers so how do you protect them so you build the nesting grounds for the squirrels on the trees mm-hmm. because uh, squirrels come to the ground in summer to bury the seeds and in winter they like they build they basically they build their food cache so in winter they collect the seeds as a source of food mm-hmm. so to avoid that you make an art architectural intervention in it that you put these burial grounds floating in the air so the squirrels don't have to come down and 
then you are changing this relationship in the nature between the squirrel and the fox. Mm-hmm. So, so you're basically like then you're designing like then you are using your creativity to you know make these cool structures floating in the air. So yes, it's actually the idea is very simple behind it, but you know the the visuals add the sophistication and the complexity. So this is just one example. There are more examples of like sea birds and spiders and things like that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just going through your uh, MARC portfolio and it seems uh, there's a lot of, you know, it's like a lot of nature in the design, right? Yeah. Uh, again, this is, I, I went, uh, like took this path of nature, but other students took many, many variety of things, you know. Mm. Somebody worked in urban environments, somebody worked in industrial environments, somebody worked in natural environments. So, yeah, you have a complete freedom of doing whatever you like. But you so, don't need yeah. like a solid understanding of a particular tool which can help you achieve the results, right? Like in your case, uh, you worked on Grasshopper or uh, Rhino or something, right? Uh, in my master's, yes. Back then, I was using Rhino a lot. Hmm. So, yeah, I did rhinoceros that time. But some students were just producing hand drawings. Okay, okay. You know, yeah. And not like some, some were using other softwares. One girl was uh, using a 3D scanner to scan the movement of her hands and creating some shapes out of it. Oh, wow. So, you know, like, again, like, there is just infinite ways of expressing, you know, or like using different mediums to express your ideas. Uh, there was another Chinese girl who was just uh, doing laser cut models and, mm. you know, like creating like complex shapes out of it. So, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Actually, Sorry. in uh, art, external juries, they also make an emphasis on the working drawings and all that, right? How much knowledge you have, the technicalities. But uh, yeah. in your case, it was more of the ideation and being more abstract, right? Exactly. I think idea is the most important thing. <clears throat> uh, this The technical knowledge, okay, it's good to have and you should have. But uh, as you build your team, you know, those things uh, get get taken care of by other people. Yeah, you know? yeah. So you're not like, I mean, yeah, just the understanding is enough. You don't have to really go into the depths of it. All right. Idea comes first, always. Awesome. So what were your next steps uh, after you completed your master's in architecture? I went back to, no, I worked in RMGM in London for six months. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, actually, I worked on a project in Chennai, a residential development. Right. From there, uh, it was for Tata. And uh, at the end of it, uh, RMGM didn't really have more work. So that was, you know, I only had six months contract there. Okay. Uh, overall, like the UK economy wasn't in great shape back then. So I, I made a decision to come back to Mumbai. Mm-hmm. And I worked, uh, came back and worked again with Planetsy Studios for a couple of years. And uh, in that period, I met my fiance, future fiance online. Uh, actually, like she's also from Mumbai, but she was already living in Shanghai. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. So that's how I made a decision to, you know, go to Shanghai. Oh, uh, awesome. I thought, okay, it would be a new cool experience, you know, experience a new culture, a new city. Mm. And yeah, it was amazing. I ended up uh, spending five years in Shanghai, mm. uh, worked in three different offices and yeah, like worked with people with different cultures. And I think, I think that's very important that, you know, the exchange of ideas with different cultures. 
So, yeah. Yeah, you did build a very strong portfolio as well, right? Because it's not so easy to land a job in Shanghai and all that. Uh, I was lucky, I guess. Uh, I think I've kind of landed an interview even before I reached there. Okay. And okay. I uh I think I just like found a list like online of like offices in Shanghai and I just applied all of them. Okay. And yeah. when this RTA office, a Spanish company, they uh <clears throat> called me for an interview, so I landed in like few days I had an interview and uh <clears throat> they were not very <clears throat> sorry. They were no. not very uh I mean, I offered them an intern, like I'll do an internship and that's how they hired me <laughs> because oh, I was yes. just like, okay, I wanted to get my foot in the door. And so a couple of months of internship and they liked me and they hired me. Uh, but I only worked for a year over there. Like uh, again, 2014, 15, China market wasn't really doing well. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, it kind of picked up. So that company kind of shut down in a year. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Then I moved on. Like then I spent one year uh, fully exploring architectural photography. Mm, nice. Because I was kind of not happy with my architectural journey. I was like, okay, it's too unstable. Uh, again, like I wasn't speaking the Chinese language, so uh, <clears throat> it was difficult to get into like many offices. Okay. But you somehow sustained yourself through photography. Yeah, I thought like, okay, you know what? Uh, let's quit architecture. Literally, I was like, okay, let's quit architecture and uh, do architectural photography because uh, that was something I've been doing for a long time. Right. Uh, since I started my architecture education. Right, right. Uh, and I thought, okay, it would be you know interesting to explore that. So I built my website and, you know, again, I spent a year uh, looking for work, but I didn't get much. Mm. And at the end of, but yeah, but I did create this one art project called... Uh, Shanghai Dark Deco kind of a thing. So okay. I uh, Shanghai has a collection of a lot of Art Deco buildings, which uh, I kind of made a black and white photo series on it. And that kind of got published uh, in many places. Uh, it, it really, you know, nice. gave, gave, gave me a lot of exposure. Mm-hmm. And through that, actually, then the work started coming. Mm-hmm. But uh, also at the end of the year, I got a job interview in architecture by an accident and I thought okay you know let's see if it is good and that's how I got back into architecture because I was like the <clears throat> the uncertainty of income you know I I wasn't very happy with hmm. the job kind of again gave me some stability and then I worked in Shanghai for the three years mm-hmm. and nice. around that time uh like, you know, I was turning 30 and I was again, like you question your life's choices when you're 30, you know. So uh, around that time, then I made a decision to start this Instagram channel hmm. uh, that, okay, you know, like nobody was letting me build my designs. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I thought, okay, maybe it would be interesting to at least start building a catalog of ideas hmm. and, you know, just start posting online. Uh, maybe you know in future when the right client turns up I could you know dip into those ideas nice awesome yeah I think like uh, 
the designs which you make on site which undergoes a lot of changes right it doesn't really yes. bring out the actual creativity in you but uh, exploring it in the visual medium and trying to push your limits is uh, always uh, always useful for, as an architect right yes uh, but you know you are you are an incomplete architect uh, when you are only posting online hmm. i think the real challenge is working in the real world mm-hmm. uh like you know the, the the changes that you mentioned that you go through i think you know those are the part of our field and you know can't really do away with that i think actually working within the constraints is actually uh you know that the challenge makes you a better architect i feel mm. because right now for me it's like okay you know you just cook up an idea in your head and you know make visuals for it <clears throat> it's fun it's easy but you know it doesn't really not necessarily makes you a better architect mm. so yeah that's just my opinion on it yeah and would you say that uh, since you did your masters and you're building that ideation kind of a zone in your head uh, helped you create more ideas and come up with uh, even more interesting renders yes uh, definitely yeah uh, yeah like <clears throat> i always had this idea in my head but i thought okay you know maybe it's time to start recording them because uh, no matter how amazing ideas you have in your head if, if people don't see them you know they're not going to hire you for them you know mm. so yeah i thought this was the best way and uh, instagram was already big you know you i saw so many examples of you know people just posting ideas regularly building their good profile mm. and i thought okay you know maybe this is a this is a good platform all right and uh, what are the tools that you use to uh, create your images so my base software is a uh, cinema 4d right uh sometimes i use rhino also <clears throat> like cinema 4d is very similar to 3d max mm. uh, but i feel it is uh, much less complicated than 3d max mm-hmm. so gives you more freedom of expression uh then for rendering i use octane render which is a graphic card based uh, real time render mm. and uh, i <clears throat> use a lot of materials from polygon and uh quixel mega scans Nice, so nice. a lot of my environments the rocks and they they come from quixel mega scans okay yeah and yeah these are these are the basic tools i use yes and you do use photoshop as well right uh not a lot not a lot uh, just for brightness contrast that's it but oh, wow. otherwise everything is 3d yeah nice so the vegetation everything is uh models yeah, yeah, in all your 3D, all 3d yeah nice nice all right uh So when did your Instagram account start uh, blowing up? Uh, now you have like over 40,000 uh, followers, but uh, when did you start picking yes. up face uh, on Instagram? I uh, started my channel on September 2018. Hmm. I think it's really started picking up in exactly a year ago or year ago in March 2019. Right. Uh, when I made the post of <coughs> House Inside a Rock. Okay. I think that one got published a lot everywhere and that like in in like in a, in a very short time I got a lot of followers and nice. then since then it's gradually growing. Yes. So you post a image every once in a week or is it like That's the aim. 
but that not, does not necessarily happen <laughs> okay all right and uh, how long does it take you to make uh, an image yeah one week so uh first day just research like you know i i take up one good architect i just uh research all about his work you know try to understand uh, the thought process that they have employed in their work hmm. and you know uh, i'm not looking for inspiration i'm just you know learning about architecture hmm. uh then i have this uh, book of called architecture of indian subcontinent by this japanese architect called takio kamiya mm-hmm. and i just uh, browse through that book it is a documentation of like 600 projects in india mm-hmm. uh i just pick a <clears throat> project that i like and i try to do a contemporary interpretation on it uh sometimes is that book or sometimes is just some project that i've seen somewhere uh but it's mostly uh, related to architectural heritage you know like uh i've done interpretations of uh, uh chinese pagoda and chinese houses and mm. chinese temples or you know like this uh, house inside a rock was an interpretation of these uh, rock cut tombs that exist in saudi arabia right right so yeah so i like to uh, borrow from our architectural heritage and uh throw an interpretation on it like a contemporary interpretation uh it's easier that way that because then you don't have to really spend time thinking about the idea you just know like you have a, a clear goal what you want to do and it's also playing uh, around with it right doodling and uh, finding the best uh, form yes exactly like a couple of days just actually one day just goes in sketching completely hmm. uh just trying out different options how they you know how they might look you are trying to imagine and then a uh, later couple of days it's purely modeling process and then couple of days of rendering and then so hopefully at the end of the week you have a project but sometimes it happens you are not happy at the end of the week and you are starting again so yeah that has happened few times all right so what is the goal uh, what is your goal behind starting this page or did you have any goals or was it just that you wanted to showcase your work and i i'm sure you, you're not making any money out of it right no 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 money out of it yeah. so yeah as a my goal was to basically start my own practice and i thought this would be a good precursor to it mhm uh in shanghai when i was working at this uh, spanish company the last one uh, i had a good free time after work you know which is very rare for architects so <clears throat> and my wife was already in canada she had already moved ahead for a year oh, nice. and so i had a lot of free time in the evening so i thought okay you know uh, i wanted to utilize this uh, free time doing these things mm-hmm. uh yeah like as i said before you know like I designed a lot of uh, projects yeah. through the last 10 years uh, while, I, while I was in Mumbai and in Shanghai but none of them really got built okay uh, okay like the clients would always reject them you know make changes so you know I was really unhappy with that and I thought okay you know at least I will have this uh, like I will at least explore them in visual world yeah. or like virtual world rather that's how it started do you feel yeah. that you'll be getting into even virtual reality 
maybe later on yes later on i think it's not as common place as you know as i would like but it will be really amazing to really experience these buildings because a uh, smartphone really gives you this small window hmm. you know and it is very difficult to convey the entire architectural experience through that hmm. i think virtual reality will do a great job of it yeah i think we're living the future right so you may not know like maybe in the future we'll all be sitting at home and uh, visualizing architects worlds right yeah exactly actually uh, they are already doing that a lot in china for mm-hmm. example mm-hmm. that uh, uh, let's say you you want to buy a house so you go to the sales office and over there they have these virtual reality sets mm-hmm. and basically that allows you to walk through the future house and see the views through the windows mm-hmm. you know that's they they already using it in marketing that nice. way yeah so hopefully to next in in few years we will have you know a social media based on virtual reality which might you know allow us to share all these experiences yeah that would be amazing to go through your spaces yeah. and uh, yeah that that could be amazing yeah and uh, are you p- picking up on some unreal engine skills because uh, that also seems to be closer to uh, uh, hyper realism yes. right Yes, Unreal is yeah, Unreal Engine is very good, but I already got into this and it's, you know, it's, it's difficult focus. to switch platforms that easily. Yeah. Yeah, because again, uh, I spent so much time on ideas. Hmm. It's like you want to stop learning the software at some point, you know, and just focus on ideas. So, yeah. Yeah, and now uh, you have your own studio, right? Well, it's just one man studio right now <laughs> but yes i have uh, my own like i have registered my own office here yes so could you briefly tell us about your transition to canada was your wife also an architect no she's a mechanical engineer okay uh so like we, while we were in shanghai uh, i mean china is not a place that you could be forever hmm. that okay it's it's great for a short time but you are always a foreigner over there so we thought okay you know the next uh, migration could be either canada or australia but we made a decision to go to canada and uh once we got the uh, residency uh my we decided okay we'll do a gradual transition so my wife went first mm-hmm. uh like she settled down and then i followed her after a year and uh i always knew that canada is not like a very ideal place for architects Mhm. Uh why do you, why is that so? The population is so small, okay. like 35 million only. Mm-hmm. So they are not really building a lot here. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, unlike in China or India, you know, mm-hmm. we have so many projects going on. Over here the the market is already saturated enough. Uh, but in Vancouver they are they are building a lot of private homes. Mhm. Uh there is a good market for it. but uh coming from outside uh finding a job is not like very hard but finding a job at a good architectural office is hard okay so uh like uh over here they like everybody is aiming for a registration as an architect yeah so these offices they prefer to hire somebody who is already in the middle of that process so it's a five year process okay so when you are coming somebody as a new uh they are not very like you will have to start at the at the base you know 
okay as to, an intern to get into that process yeah so, so if somebody wants to come here they should come very early hmm. but uh, if you come later like you should be prepared to work in something that you know that is related to architecture but not exactly architecture so i know few people who are working with developers and what maybe for companies yeah okay. yeah architects yes. so you uh, you started your own firm in canada yes but you do have the license also right because i think uh, procuring the license is a little difficult in canada no i don't have my license i'm uh, so i i cannot call myself an architect here okay you can call yourself an architectural designer okay okay yeah but if you want to build here i'll have to collaborate with somebody who is already licensed okay and then only i can build here but do you feel that would you will go through the process so the process is yeah like uh there there is an examination like there are many examinations i think i haven't really gotten into like under like the research of it but what i know from outside is like yeah there are some examinations then you have to work with other licensed architects for at least 2 3 years and you know then there are interviews and it's it's a very complicated process it's not as easy in india <laughs> but uh, financially i think you must be making it work right well so uh, financially uh i depend on architectural photography okay, okay. so i make uh, regular trips to china to shoot projects mm. uh yeah so i already have a lot of clients there uh so yeah I, like every 2 3 months i go there to shoot projects nice nice all right so uh coming back uh, to amazing architects so what plans do you have for this uh, ig page and uh where do you see your, yourself in the few coming few years Mm, I think like right now I think I'm still uh trying to understand what it is and like st- still learning a lot of things on along the way. I mean only recently I feel like I'm or like starting to understand what ar- architecture is about, you know, what architectural design is about. Mm. You know, before it was only like just the random idea pops into your head and you, you know, you work on it, but now I'm trying to like develop this process like the work process to you know really focus on one direction mm-hmm. uh, so yeah i i in like while going like going into the future i would like to you know follow a particular path or a particular direction uh, in terms of my ideas and in terms of the expression of the buildings and uh and hopefully like sooner or later uh, someone will turn up and say okay you know i want to build your ideas nice. i mean i do already uh, get offers like mm-hmm. people do approach me on instagram like live design our house but uh, many times it's like people just casually asking you know yeah yeah they are not very serious clients uh, again they come from like recently i had a inquiry from italy you know before i have had a inquiries from saudi arabia mm-hmm. also from us mm-hmm. so but they are not as frequent as i would like so i think maybe as my followers grow maybe more people will start approaching right. so i just have to you know follow this path and i hope it works and uh, do you feel that you'll make a transition to the 3d visualization space for the architectural visual, uh, visualization industry uh-huh. never because i see myself as a designer and not as a visualizer it's just a tool that i use you know 
because mm. it's the most effective tool mm-hmm. to convey the ideas and like to kind of show them in their final form you know the the pencil sketches or you know other mediums like study models may not be as effective in i mean the architects would enjoy them for sure but uh, you know a common observer uh, may not really understand them so well so the visuals really help you do that but that's it that's all the role they play in my in my field i mean in my world uh i'll always be a designer or architectural photographer awesome uh this is uh, rather informal but uh, your since most of your designs are like out of the box and really creative right uh, do you smoke any <laughs> some do you smoke something <laughs> uh no actually i have uh, like in canada uh like the cannabis is illegal but i haven't really smoked them a lot maybe a few times with my friends but uh they are not part of my work process no all right so yeah so that's just this just your talk right like you'd be more creative if you're high and all that uh i think uh it's like you have to go for what works for you for mm. some people it works mm-hmm. you know uh i think but yeah like it's it's uh, as you said it it could be a lot of talk also because i think what matters is that uh like you just do this thing you know like what you like every day hmm. you know uh like there are tough days when you don't have ideas but you have to push through them and you know like uh, if behind every like three bad ideas you will get one good one you know hmm. it's not like you're going to like hit a you know a boundary on every ball you know you have to look at it like that there hmm. will be uh, bad days and i think this whole uh, like you know the smoking could be looked at as a quick fix to that you know mm-hmm. so from outside it sounds very attractive that oh you know maybe that person is you know using some tricks to get there but you know there are no tricks there you just have to like give yourself completely into it you know and just keep doing it every day uh, it's it's a matter of like yeah discipline and also takes a lot of adjustment because you know uh, i'm not really making any money out of it so mm. you know just a matter of discipline and dedication and you know if you are regular at it you will you will become good at it that that's all you know there is there are no there are no shortcuts yeah all right and uh, nowadays uh, i'm sure you heard of design competition and uh, making designs uh, by coding right so have you uh, also incorporated some amount of uh, computational into your designs uh recently no in the past uh yes i did explore grasshopper a bit but the computational was never my thing you know uh, i like that manual control on design hmm of how things go i think a uh, competition uh i mean i think a lot of people are already doing good work in it and you know uh, they're way ahead of me and it, like to in order to get into that it's kind of a different direction i feel so yeah i'm recently i'm not not quite following that did you feel that yeah i'm you're an architectural photographer so in a way even architectural photography helped you make uh, better images in, and better lighting in your renders right definitely i think it makes me a better designer like a lot uh, firstly it allows me to travel which mm. i really enjoy see new places and uh, 
like get to document these amazing buildings and you know again that's a learning experience because you're walking through spaces and you are understanding the thought process that goes into those so you have this first hand experience and uh, yeah as you said like uh, it automatically reflects in how i am capturing my my designs you know i'm always thinking like an like a photographer when mm-hmm. i'm you know like when i'm doing renders that okay this angle is nice or that angle is nice and so yes it uh, i think they they both uh, like the the design and the photography they both feed off of each other and make each other better yeah absolutely yes. and do you feel that you would get into even videography no <laughs> videography is a totally different and very complex field hmm. uh, like photography for me is very easy you know it's just uh, uh, like a, a small tool you carry in your hand and it's just one one click uh, videography also involves a lot of post production very heavy post production hmm. uh, it's a it's a very different complex beast yeah and what is the gear that you use for your uh, photography uh, i have a nikon full frame slr and uh, i have some shift lenses uh that like you know the they are used in architecture hmm. like uh the lenses they shift so they keep the keep the lines vertical oh right right uh, okay yeah, yeah the perspective shift. correction lenses yeah, yeah. yeah nice so i have some of them and yeah uh that's that's basic and of course a good tripod uh i like to keep my gear to minimum uh because uh, the big part of architectural photography is a lot of walking you know you are like in the field like 12 hours more than 12 hours sometimes mm-hmm. and uh when you're walking so much you know you want to carry less weight on your back as i said before like it's it's very easy i feel like it doesn't really satisfy me as a designer because uh, you are always a uh, an observer you're playing a role of an observer and a, and a, and a documenter mm-hmm. you know uh so i was never happy when i was just doing it full time Mm-hmm. you know i always need to uh, like i have this need to create things so i feel like okay uh you no know, it helps me be a better architect but i don't want to do it full time yeah uh i'm sure you follow even ivan ban's uh, work right yes uh yeah ivan ban yeah he's like another league completely he's like at the at the top of the field totally all right so so where do you get your inspiration from mm-hmm. in architectural photography i haven't really looked for any inspirations because <clears throat> being an architect i think uh, you already like you know being an architect and designer i am always like trying to analyze designs so it's like kind of always thinking oh you know this is this could have been you know done a little differently or you know this part is nice this part is not nice so i think being a good photographer i think you also have to be a good critic on the design and i think that's how my photographer works in me you know i'm not looking for inspirations i'm just walking the building uh, like having a conversation with the architecture and like just understand it and you know document the best of it and maybe try to hide the defects of it so uh, yeah it's just it's just a hands on physical activity in the field uh, rather than looking for inspiration All right. Which was your favorite project that you've uh, photographed? I have a like a uh, large mixed-use residential project that I shot in uh, in a 
small city in China called uh, Hefei. Hmm. It was designed by this uh, French architect called uh, Thierry Milo. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thierry Milo and yeah, very interesting, very large, but I, it's not a very well-known project. So me just talking about it will not really, you know, convey the <clears throat> convey the architectural aspect of it. But yeah, it was a very large urban design, uh, like mixed use, um, like office residential project. And yeah, uh, yeah, that's all I can say. All right. And uh, since you're also into uh, 3D modeling and rendering, do you feel that in your Instagram in the future, you would have images, hybrid images of both a photograph and also a rendering within that? Yeah, I've always wondered about it. But like, I know I want to walk in Vancouver and, you know, take pictures and make uh, architectural insertions in that. Mm -hmm. But uh, I don't know. Like, I think I feel comfortable just working on my desktop all the time. So maybe I'm lazy to go out and do that because, you know, it's so easy now to create these environments in 3D. Mm-hmm. So, and it just gives you a lot of freedom. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I would like to do that. But also, it's like because I'm just one man team, you know, I hope uh, in future, I hope like I can, you know, delegate my responsibilities with my team. So then I can, you know, explore these, all these different, different things. Nice. And do you feel you'll also pick up on, uh, there's few new renderers, render engines which has come out, like Corona renders and all that? Oh, there are many. <clears throat> but you're, you're happy with Octane? Uh... Yeah, again, it's like, they're all very good. And again, it's just a tool. You know, one should not, should never really emphasize on that. Hmm. Just uh, go with what you like and explore it to the maximum. Like, I mean, you have V-Ray, you have Corona, you have Arnold, you have uh, Blender, then hmm. Octane. Uh, just, just like pick up uh, what you're comfortable with. Uh, the good thing about Blender is that it's free mm-hmm. completely. The, the software and the render engine that comes in it. Nice. So, and, and Unreal Engine is also free, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that way, that those places would be... You know, those softwares would be a good place to start. Uh, Octane and Cinema 4D are very expensive. So sometimes I regret that. But yeah, uh, again, tool doesn't matter. But how did you pick up on these skills? Were there certain resources that you used? Yeah, just YouTube. Okay. Uh, I was following a work of this uh, artist called uh, Beeple. Like uh, his name is real name is Mike Winkleman and the Instagram channel is Beeple Crap. Okay. So this guy has been posting an image like a 3D image every day for last 10 or 12 years now. Oh wow! He has more than a million followers and What's his uh, one name? should check out his work. Beeple B E E P L E and dot Crap. Crap is C R A P. Oh nice. And yeah, he. I think he was a big inspiration for me because uh, I saw him creating these amazing images. I mean, he was using Cinema 4D and Octane as well. That's mm-hmm. how I uh, got into the softwares. And I saw him like creating these amazing things every day. And uh, he was a big inspiration for me to get into this, you know, uh, doing this Instagram every day. Uh, although uh, architecture projects are not that easy to, you know, finish in a day. <laughs> Mm. So that takes me a week, 
but yeah uh, he's a he's a big inspiration there is another guy called philip hudas he's i think from prague okay. and he also does amazing work his uh, instagram is hudas so h o o d a s s and his work he also does cinema for the octane nice so yeah these two guys have been a big uh, impact on me all right um yeah so to wrap it up you know a lot of us uh, architects are architecture students are, are very confused about what they want to do with their careers right so you had right. quite a career yourself so what advice would you give uh, to young architects and architecture students i think being confused is a part of the process hmm. so don't take it too seriously uh, maybe initially just go along the flow and uh, along the way just uh, look for things that you really like and uh there will be a moment when you will question yourself that you know <clears throat> what i'm doing is it really good or, or if i want to change my field and then try to grab on to these things that you like you know and really just dive deep into them because we know so many architects who have left architecture and have gone on to do really amazing things mm-hmm. in other fields uh because i think architecture like they call it like the mother of all arts you know mm-hmm. so it kind of uh, lays down this foundation for your next journey mm. i mean if it is not in even if it is not in architecture so uh just yeah like you know uh try to enjoy your process as much as possible uh, like don't get trapped in confusion so much like just accept that it is part of the process and you know just enjoy uh also like i wish i could say like just start focusing on one thing as early as possible but i never myself did that so mm-hmm. uh so i don't know if i could recommend that maybe it is a good way that you know i mean some people are really lucky that they really uh like find their direction very early in life which is amazing but i feel architects are late bloomers mm-hmm. you know <laughs> like uh i mean the field is so vast that you don't really uh, like find your position in that you know very easily so yeah i guess it just takes time so just go along the flow uh, yeah i mean learning 3d is a big asset hmm. uh, and you cannot do without it uh, i mean again uh, you also have revit yeah exactly i was so, going to talk about that bim right yeah bim uh, in the western world it's it's a it's it's mandatory very much like i mean if you are seeing yourself going outside of india then yeah you definitely get into it but again it's not a design software it's more of a working drawing software yeah yeah so just again they, that will depend upon what your direction is going to be whether you want to you know you see yourself as a designer or somebody else you choose your 3d software based on that sketchup of course is quite popular and but uh, i won't recommend it a lot because mm. uh, it has some limitations like severe limitations mm. so yeah rhino rhino is the best one just go for that and now even blender right yes blender uh, blender is very similar to 3d max okay way. but as i said it's it's completely free again youtube is an amazing uh, learning resource Uh, use it to the maximum i think in india now we have a good very good internet connectivity so nobody should uh, 
use that as an excuse. Uh, yeah, 3D is just very important. You cannot do it without it today in architecture. Awesome. All right. Thanks, Amit. That was a great session. I'll just uh, ask you a brief. Uh, we'll have the quick fire round now. I'll ask you a bunch of questions and you could give brief answers. Yeah, definitely. All right. So which book has inspired you the most? Uh, there's this book by Stephen Pressfield called War of Art. Mm-hmm. And it basically talks about a journey of an artist or, or a creative minded person, you know, in achieving their goal. And it really helped me in my in my journey so far. Where do you get your inspiration from? I mean, uh, or are you inspired by any certain architect or personality? Yeah, I think my heaviest inspirations are Louis Kahn and Le Corbusier. Right. Uh, and uh, apart from that also, I like to study works of a lot of contemporary architects like uh, Valerio Oligati, Paro mm-hmm. uh, Vega, there's this Argentinian architect, uh, Luciano Krupp. Uh, there are just so many, <laughs> so many good, just study all of them. Yeah, it's awesome, right? Uh, the more you study, you, you become better as an architect, right? Oh yeah, it's very important. I think I, I dedicate one day a week just to study. Just look at other people's work. And uh, there are many good Chinese architects coming up. Uh, you have Wang Shu, then you have Vector Architects, then you have AZL, uh, Archie Union, Utopia. There's mm. so many good coming up. Yeah, just uh, if you are aiming to be a good architect, study other people's work. Are you a big fan of Japanese architecture as well? Oh, yes, uh, a lot. Uh, but, you know, I really like to work in concrete. So, yeah, I really follow Tadawando. Uh, Kenzo Tange. <clears throat> those, yeah, those are my favorites. Alright. Which mo- movie would you consider your best? Oh. <laughs> I like these uh, movie with like very strong storylines. So, there's this one movie called Man from Earth. Which oh, yeah, is yeah. Like that was really, an amazing movie. Yeah. Yeah, one of my favorites. I watch it like frequently just, you know, to get my thought process going again sometimes. Yeah, uh, very good movie. I, I like that the most. Yeah, Yeah, I think as archi- architecture students back in school, we used to watch a lot of movies and uh, series, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, actually, that was uh, one of, uh, we had a very good professor in JJ, uh, Mustansi Dalvi, and he would show us good movies, very interesting movies and yeah, that really got into got me into this in like different kind of movies. Nice, nice. Uh, which city would you consider your favorite? Uh, I have lived in Mumbai, of course, London, Shanghai, and now Vancouver. Uh, I miss London the most. Yeah, okay. for just for because the cultural uh, diversity and like just the variety of experiences it offered. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shanghai was a time where I. Uh, spend my most uh, like the good maturing years you know 25 to 30 mm-hmm. when you really start to understand things I spent it there so yeah like it's between Shanghai and London yeah alright uh, what does a daily routine in your life uh, look like oh I'm a lazy person I'm not, <laughs> I don't get up that early uh, do an hour of exercise and then uh, just sit down and work uh, and till my wife comes back home from her work at 6 p.m. And then, you know, uh, cook a meal together and watch some TV. Uh, I wish I could spend 12 hours, but, you know, family is also important. So, 
yeah i make sure i spend time with my family i also have a i have a dog and two cats so you know walking oh, wow. the dog is also a big part so yeah uh i think i look at my weekly routine because of my you know my time love of my project is a week more than my daily routine so yeah all right all right thanks ame i think that was a very uh, informative session and also eye opening for a lot of us um what's the best way our listeners get in touch with you apart from instagram uh well yeah instagram is the best way just uh message like dm me on instagram and you know i'll be happy to have conversations with people all right uh before i let you go you did uh, speak about you know the architectural education system uh, not being up to the limit so uh, my last question to you would be uh, what uh, what do you feel could be improved and uh, how do we uh, become as good as the uh, schools overseas uh i can talk about jj because you know that i have experienced first hand hmm. uh, i think there was a lot of uh, conversation going on back then only about making it an independent institution hmm. rather than attached to the mumbai university hmm. i think that would be the right way uh you just need to give independence to these uh, institutions and i think they can craft their way to uh, you know to to be good, like good institutions because right now it's all like more depended on what the you know uh technical education body is deciding for them rather than the architectural institutes deciding it for themselves so because these these are technical bodies they decide the syllabus for the entire city or the entire yeah. state and that kind of gets generalized for everybody so and architecture is always this like neglected field like the medical and engineering comes first yeah. so they are never really you know in a in a hurry to like or like they don't never feel this urgency to take care of architectural education so i think these uh, all these institutions just should be independent and you know uh like make their own way i think that's the best way to begin with because like otherwise it's just like government institutions and you know they they really like i mean we all know how the government institutions are in india so yeah. and i feel like 5 years is too long also right uh <clears throat> no i think it's okay the fires is okay i think that's like a global norm in architecture education hmm. this fires everywhere but i feel maybe they should have a more uh maybe one year of uh, professional working I think in India and in Mumbai at least we had a 6 months of professional practice I don't know about other states but yeah it could be more and it could be maybe early you know because I think uh, if, if if it is in second year for example I think our students will have much more quick grasp on things because uh, like we all I think experience that uh, when we start working we feel that oh you know like this was never taught to us in school yeah so yeah so i think if you have the <clears throat> the like internship or the professional practice much early in the education i think that will mature students very fast all right i'll i'll just plug this question somewhere in between um what advice would you give there's a lot of people migrating to different countries like canada australia uh, new zealand right so what advice would you yeah. give to architects uh, trying to migrate to canada as i said earlier i think if you want to migrate or do it very early maybe just you know do your masters here 
that will be the best way mm-hmm. because then you're already like becoming part of the system uh if you like do your master somewhere else and then come here then it's going to be tricky to get into the system because mm-hmm. everybody is like trying to protect their own uh population first you know mm-hmm. <clears throat> like like protecting their own architects so it's better to be part of that system as early as possible rather than you know fighting your way in later so yeah just consider doing your masters here there are many good universities here i think that would be my best advice you've been listening to the ak young podcast we're still building the community please share this knowledge with someone you know who could benefit just send them to akyoung.com where you'll find our free newsletter and for more podcast episodes search for the show on any major podcasting platform don't forget to subscribe where you're listening right now and if you liked it leave a rating or review 